You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. He did it for me. Will you write that? He did it for me. Amen. Hashtag Jesus paid it all. (laughs) Jesus paid it all. Will you say that? He did it for me. See, you got to take that personally. He did it for me. And see, not only did Jesus get up, but because he got up, you're going to get up. Amen. But today marks a very important day in Christianity in that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. Um, The only man that could die for you and did was the man Jesus. The only man, the only person that could die for you and did is the man Jesus. Now, let me say this. Uh, Acts 4 and 12 CEV version. If you remember in the book of beginnings, that's the book of Genesis. That's what Genesis means, beginnings. Um, Of course, God had his plan for man. Adam um, abdicated that promise by disregarding what God has spoken to him. And as a result, sin entered the world. Not only did man go into a state of decay. He was separated spiritually uh, and as a result of being alienated and separated from the presence of God, it would bring about a physical death. So God had a plan of restoration already in place. The word of God lets us know that before the foundations of the world, the lamb of God was slain. So as a result of Adam forfeiting the promise, the Lord had to sin or come in the flesh to redeem man through the man Jesus the Christ. Amen. The reason why Mary's birth had to be supernatural is because had she came any had he came any other way, he would have been tainted with the sin nature, therefore not been able to redeem man. Are you following me? Now, if you go uh, with the idea that or creationism being that you believe in God, that there is a God, and we're not byproducts of uh, some Big Bang theory, and that's all it is, is a theory, that which cannot be proven, okay? Um, Then that means everything begins with God, okay? Uh, So that means that he, because he created man to worship him, and the reason why he encouraged man to be fruitful and multiply, the purpose of that was that there will always be a people in the earth to worship the living God. Are you with me? Um, but if we go with the idea or the truth that God created everything as we've seen throughout the scriptures, then that means no one else is to be worshipped but him. Although people worship other gods or things devoted as gods, the, what sets Jesus apart 
is that he is the only living God. There are many gods. Are, are y'all here? There are many gods, but there's only one living God. When I say many gods, things that have been devoted as God. Okay? So this is what, and we're going to walk through the scriptures. This is what set Christianity apart. Just to give you a little history. Uh, it, but the word Christian or Christianity doesn't come into play until the, what we know as the New Testament in the book of Acts. That's where you really see the first word Christian, okay? But before then, it was known as the way. Give me a second. Uh, give me Genesis 4.26. From the beginning of time, in the book of beginnings, after we've seen the birth of Seth, men began to call on the name of Yahweh. The way. Okay? Okay? Watch this. And as, as for Seth, to him also was born, this is of course after, you know, Cain, they have after Cain killed his brother, and he named him what? Enosh. Then men began to what? Call on the name of Yahweh. Here we see in Genesis, and I'm saying that to say when you got all these other religions, nothing is older than or precedes Christendom. So, but before, but now notice people in that culture knew they called Yahweh. He was the way. That's why when Jesus came along, he said, I am the way. And they knew exactly what he meant because people, they knew that God was called the way. I am the way. The truth means that if he's the truth, everybody else must be lies and the life. But, but I say that because sometimes people try, well, Christian, Andy, no, 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 no. The name Christian came in the New Testament. But before then, he was called the way and he is still the way. And I'm saying that to say because people try to throw things at you because we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and it, and it brings out monsters. Okay? So, so, so Islam is not older. Hinduism is not older. Nothing. It started with God. And if you don't want to receive that, in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the beginning was made flesh. Put a little spin on it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But the only man that could die for you and did. Now, why is that important? Because if it started with God and man got out of right relation with God, there had to be a sacrifice to it. To come whereby man can get right back in right standards with God. Okay? Are you following me? And that man was Jesus. See, nobody else could do it because they have been tainted with the sin nature. Now, go back to Acts 4 and 12. That's why we understand that salvation cannot be found in no other name. As a matter of fact, no other name has been given whereby men must be saved. So either we're going to follow his way or go the wrong way. Only Jesus, do you see this, has the power to save. His name is the only one in all the world that can save anybody. <laughs> I believe Jesus, sir. Now. Understand that resurrection 
is not so much about a day as it is a man. Resurrection is not a day, it's a man. <laughs> Resurrection, I would write that down if I was you, is not a day, it's a man. Now, those of you who are Bible students, you remember the story of Lazarus, correct? Y'all remember that because um, he had died and had been in the uh, tomb for some, some time and his sisters or family was upset and they came to Jesus, particularly Martha. Lord, if he was here, this man wouldn't have got up. Jesus told him, rise again. No, I'm not talking about the last day. <laughs> oh, he's going to get up now. Are you with me? Now, now there, there's a lot of good nuggets here. Let me show you something. John 11, 25, 26. Look what Jesus said. Now, I just said that resurrection is not so much about a day as it is what? A man. We say this resurrection, resurrection. is about a man. About a man. Resurrection, resurrection is a man. a man. Jesus said to her, let, 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 me, let me say something because earlier I mentioned how people, there are people, the Bible mentions in the last days, you know, people are going to fall away. That's why you have to know this word. Because man can sound so intelligent. He can sound so persuasive that if, you're, if your feet isn't cementing in this word, you would believe the philosophy of a man who doesn't even have the answer. Now, now look how erroneous this is. Now, you don't believe in God, but you want me to follow you who have no answer as to where you come from. Okay. Jesus said to her, listen, Jesus said to her, I am, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in and adheres to trust, trust in, relies on me as Savior will live even if he dies. Listen, and everyone who lives and believes in me as Savior will never, do you believe, he's the same way he asked Mary, do you believe this? Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Write this down. Resurrection. It's the Greek word, anastasis. Anastasis. It literally means to stand up. Or stand again. And it here is making reference to the resurrection of a physical body. <laughs> this is very important because no one else in history, listen to me, no one else in the history of mankind can state that claim or has stated that claim and rose again. <laughs> Are y'all listening? No other man has stated that claim. I'm going to die in three days. I'm going to get back up. And they got back up. Jesus prophesied it. And he got back up. Now let me say this. He did it by his will. No man take my life. <laughs> except I lay it down. But he knew what he had to do. Notice then the Bible talks about how he became obedient. To death. He didn't, no, death didn't take him, no, death. I, I, I got a purpose. I, I got some work to do for three days. But I'm coming back. Don't think you got me. <laughs> Boy, this is so good. 
Christ's physical resurrection. Listen to this. No, nobody else did that. Nobody else did that. Resurrection means to what? God, come on, talk to me, class, because if you don't get this, it means to stand up. Literally, it means to be erect, to stand again. In essence, Jesus was saying, I am the one who got back up. Listen to this. And since I got back up, you're going to get back up. <laughs> As a matter of fact, not then, but now. Ah. Christ, write this down. This is very important. We just seen that resurrection is not so much about a day as it is what? It's a man. Come on, talk to me loud like you believe Jesus in your proud. A man. It's about a man. Who was that man? Christ's physical resurrection, write this down, is the foundation of Christianity, which also guarantees the present and future. Notice I said present and future resurrection of all believers. <laughs> now, you got to remember the whole purpose why Jesus came was to redeem man from the bondage of sin whereby we might be justified or made right back in the eyes of God. So he came to what? Redeem us. Okay? Who came to redeem us? Jesus. Listen to this, Titus 2.14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous for good works. That's why we should be zealous to be light bearers in the earth. We are the light of the world. See, watch this. When you have the truth, you should never be intimidated nor threatened or ashamed to proclaim the truth because you have the truth. John 3.16. What are we talking about? He did it for me. Say it out loud. He did it for me. Did it for me. For God <laughs> so loved the world. I want everyone to read this. And look, look, this is just not, lots of people use this just for a salvation scripture. It's bigger than that. Let's look at what he's saying. Ready? Let's read. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, right? Everlasting or eternal. There are a lot of passages in the New Testament that are synonymous for one another. In the New Testament, the Greek word most often translated as eternal or everlasting, write this down. It's ionios. Ionios. It's spelled A-I-O-N-I-O-S. Is, but it's pronounced Ionios. This is what it means. <laughs> you got to remember now, before Adam fell, man was to live forever. But the, if you notice in, uh, throughout Bible history, if you notice, because of sin, the lifespan got shorter and shorter and shorter. 
I think Methuselah was 969 years old. So people would live long, but because of sin, the lifespan got shorter and shorter, okay? But listen to this. It means forever, right? This, this is what it means. You do an etymology study, this is what it means. Unending. <laughs> Eternal. But it also focuses on the quality or characteristics of that which is age long or eternal. So it focuses on the quality of life also. Now, when you combine the Greek word, you know it says should have everlasting life. Of course, that word life is the Greek word zoe, the God type of life. So when you combine the Greek word zoe, for life. Now watch this. It indicates not only, I need you to write this down because some of you think that eternal life starts over yonder. <laughs> eternal life starts the moment you receive Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Don't take my word for it. Let's, let's look at the Bible. Eternal life starts the moment you receive Jesus. Will you say that? Eternal life Starts the moment we receive Jesus. Now, just to give you a nugget, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead resides in the believer. <laughs> and it will give life to your mortal bodies. Now, this is a totally different message. If you really understand that eternal, unending life starts when you receive Jesus, anything that tries to attack your body, watch this, it's illegal because I have been given eternal life. So you shouldn't subject yourselves to things that attack your body. Why? Because I have life now and I'm not going to allow myself to be taken out by a sickness. Here, you are go when you're good and ready. God Almighty, we shall have some believers here. Let me show you. But when you combine Zoe, it indicates not only biological existence. Listen to this, but a fullness of or genuineness of life. Eternal life includes both the ideas of quality and quantity of life <laughs> and when you realize that when I received Jesus the quality of my life should change then not there here I have came that you may have life and have it more abundantly <laughs> it includes both the ideas of quality and quantity of life Eternal life is not simply life that never ends, but a fullness of life that is unending. Boy, I would get this CD if I was you, but I got to move on. So when you look at Ionios, Zoe, it does not start when we die. Ionios, Zoe, or eternal life does not start. When what we know is death. But as soon as we put our faith in Jesus, 
That's when eternal life, Ionios, Zoe starts when? When I receive Jesus. You here? Yeah, is there a reason why y'all looking at me strange? I haven't forgot. I still know how to get proper. Y'all haven't seen me in a suit so long. Y'all looking like, is that pastor? Yeah, it's still me. It's still me. He lost it. He's in jeans now. He's wearing sweatsuits to church. Oh, he's done lost his edge. He's lost his swagger. No, never. 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 Now let me get back in the message. Never. I still know how to get dapper. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted now. So follow me. Okay? Follow me. So, so when we look at Aonios, Zoe, it does not start when we die, but as soon as we put our faith in Christ. Watch this. Though it does include our future with the Father, eternal life does not refer exclusively to it. Eternal life is something believers in Jesus currently possess. That's why, what did, what did he say about um, Lazarus? He said, though he die, yet shall he, before that he said, shall never die. Didn't we just read that? Why? Because the moment you receive him, your eternal life starts. Boy, this is so good. Try not to make it so meaty. Let me cut this. Steak in small pieces. When does it start? When? Guys, talk to me. When does eternal life start? So I'm, I see right now I'm going to have to do a teaching on what that really means because when you realize that there's unending life on the inside of you, you will let things have so much dominion over you. John 5 24 look at this my God this is so good what does this say I assure you and most solemnly say to you the person who hears my word the one who heeds my message watch this and believes in excuse me and believes and trust in him who sent me has well, hold up. Present tense. Has. Possesses now. Hold on. Hold up, man. Good God. So when you receive Jesus, receive the message, you begin, at that moment, you begin to possess eternal life then. When? What does it say? Listen, I didn't insert this. This is the amplified version. Makes it more modern. And I submit to you, the way they got possessed now, they did a study on the words everlasting or eternal. So what they're doing, they're making it a little bit more lucid. Okay, let me make this plain. This is what happens. Notice it says, and believes and trusted in him who sent me has possess and possesses what? Now, eternal life. That is, eternal life actually begins what? The believer is so we're being trained. That's why more and more we should look like Jesus. Are you here? 
and does not come into judgment and condemnation, but has passed over from death unto life. Matter of fact, what did he say in John eleven twenty six? He who believes in me will never die. Say this. Ionios Zoe operates simultaneously outside of time, inside of time, and beyond time. See, eternal life operates simultaneously outside of time, inside of time, and beyond. God is not confined by time. Are you here? In fact, in many ways, eternal life really has nothing to do with time as it can be experienced apart from time as well as within time. It has nothing to do with time as we think. Of course, the scripture of the Bible tells us that. Now, here's the thing. Everyone will exist eternally. It is the quality of that existence that separates us. Everyone's going to live eternally. But it is that quality of life being that those who choose to receive Jesus as Savior and as well as those who don't. And I will say this the other place is not good. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man will have remembrance. The eternal state of those who don't receive Jesus, the Bible tells us in Revelation, would be the lake of fire, which quenches not. Are you here? So let's do this. Let me give you a little bit of this. So we just seen that resurrection is about a who? A man. When does eternal life start? Start. It, are those my words? Notice he said, whoever has, most surely the person who his words believe and trust in me, who has sent me has possesses now unending unstoppable life when now are you here so now let's look someone say he did it for me let's look at a little evidence let's look at a little evidence you heard me earlier say that the truth the validity of Christianity stands on did he get up? <laughs> because if he did not get up, as Paul says, we should be pitied more than anybody. We are in trouble, trouble, trouble. Let's look at the evidence. Write this down. Jesus' resurrection discredits mythicism. Jesus' resurrection discredits mythicism. And what mythicism is, or what is also known as the Christ myth theory, is the view that the story of Jesus is a piece of mythology possessing no substantial claims to historical fact. That's what it means that, oh, yeah, it's just a myth. <laughs> let's, just, let's just see what the word says. Amen. Again, you gotta be, I want you to be solid in this. I say it all the time, know the God that you serve. Hold, hold on, you should be able to defend this gospel. I'm talking about with boldness and not back up. 
in the beginning, God said, let us, God, Elohim, talks about the plurality of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's not three gods. He's three in person, but he's one in being, one in essence. And see, it's what we miss up sometimes, we try to fit God who is infinite Bring them down to our finite, limited thinking. That's why we have to serve them by faith. <laughs> and, and, and Paul says to those in Rome, listen, man, it's clearly, there, there's, we, we know he's real. We can look outside and see the evidence. The mere fact that the sun hadn't failed and burnt you to a crisp lets me know that there's a God in And you can never get order out of chaos or disorder. So if you were products of a big bang theory, that means it would create only greater chaos. Not organization. <laughs> Are you here? That's another whole. But, but, but listen, the time is coming and we're here now where people won't have a stomach for the truth. Listen to this, 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4, Amplified. Let's read this. For the time will come, are y'all here? Will you read with me? Come on. For the time will, listen, listen, hold up. <laughs> the restaurant is going to be there. The food, wherever you plan to go today. The eggs will be there. As a matter of fact, it's not even about all that stuff. Easter bunnies, eggs, and all that. That's just something. <laughs> For the time will come when people will not tolerate, listen, sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth. Listen, listen. Sound doctrine and accurate instruction. The time is coming when people, they don't want to hear that. I don't believe it. But wanting to have their ears, what, tickled with something pleasing. Watch this. That because it makes sense. We walk by faith, not by our senses. God would use foolish things to confound the wise. They will accumulate for themselves many teachers one after another chosen, to satisfy what? Their own desires and to support the errors that they hold. You got a lot of people now teaching things uh, uh, because they have fallen away from the truth of God's word, so they're heaping up people to satisfy the errors that they hold. And I want to encourage you, never follow a man who's not following God. And will turn away their ears from the truth. Watch this. And will wander off into what? Myths and man-made fictions. And will accept the unacceptable. Colossians 2. I'm saying this because you have to know the God that you serve. Are you with me? That's why it's important. Even when you get married, know who you marry and know what he believes. Know what she believes. And, it, and, it, and, and, and when they talk about y'all believe in God, which God? The one that got up or the one that's still in the grave? 
Which one do you believe in? Which one do you serve? Therefore, as you have heard, listen to this. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from what? Sin. Having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith. So in order for me to get deeply rooted, I have to be in this word. Just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. Verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through, do y'all see this? Philosophy and empty deception. Suedo intellectual babble. That false intellectual babble. This, like I said earlier, it sounds good. Oh, this brother is intelligent. He knows this stuff. He has to handle on it until you discern he's a fool. Only a fool has said in his heart that there is no God. So don't get moved. And most people never have an answer because they don't know the answer. And they don't know the answer because they don't get in the word to discover who God really is. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, sway on intellectual thinking, babble, according to what? The tradition and musings of mere men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following the truth, the teachings of Christ. <laughs> Verse 9, if you want, uh, we are either followers of Jesus or followers of man, period. We, we are either followers of Jesus or followers of man. Everything else is man-made. For in him, this goes back to what I said about Genesis 1. This is verse 9. For in him all the fullness of the deity, the Godhead, dwells in bodily form, completely expressing the divine essence of God. So we're talking about the evidence. Write this down. Number one, we're talking about the evidence. You have to look at the willingness to die for what you believe in to be true. So the willingness to die for what you believe in to be true. Now, many people would die for what they believe to be true, but no one would die for something they erroneously invented. Who's going to die over? I ain't dying over a lie. (laughs) The disciples knew if they were telling the truth. They knew if they were telling the truth. Yet, one finds that the disciples were willing to die for what they knew to be true. So if this wasn't true, why would you be willing to die for a lie? So now we're discrediting the people who die. They say, no, no, no. You have to look at the willingness to die for what you believe in. Nobody's going to die for a lie, or at least I'm not. I mean, you would die for a lie. Raise your hand. So you have to look at the willingness to die for what you believe in. Stephen died for what he believed in. He was martyred. Why? Because he stood and believed in Jesus. You can write this down for the sake of time. Find it. You can find it in Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. James, the son of Zebedee, died by the sword at the hands of Herod. That's Acts 12 and 2. Of course, then you had uh, James, brother Jesus died. Peter and Paul died at the hands of Nero. 
Why? Because they were dying for what they believed. Now, you got to look at Paul, who was once someone who persecuted Christians, had Christians killed, but became one of the greatest apostles. Are you here? So, number one, you got to look at the willingness to die for what you believe in. People are not going to die for a lie. Most normal people wouldn't. <laughs> you know, we're going out for it. Some won't even die for the truth. Some, yeah. you believe in Jesus, but you ain't about to go nowhere. No, not right now. Not right now. Number two, you, you have to look at, listen, Jesus is alive, people. And, and I'm somewhat disheartened because there's about half of you looking at me as if he's still dead. He's alive. In you, if you are a believer, you hear? You have to look at enemy testimony of the resurrection. What's the next thing you have to look at? Enemy testimony of the resurrection. I would write this down. This is a good class today. So you don't want to just look nice. You want to be able to defend this word. Don't look good. You all dressed up and can't articulate and defend this faith. Go sit down somewhere until you learn. We want you to have it. Amen. So number two, you have to what? look at what? Enemy testimony of the resurrection. Historically speaking, if one holds an enemy's declaration to an event, then the event is strengthened. Listen to what I'm saying. If one holds an enemy's declaration to an, an event, the event is strength, strengthened. When one considers the claims of the, of the authorities that the disciples had stolen the body of Jesus, the testimony of the resurrection is actually strengthened. This is found in Matthew 28. Watch this. You remember when Jesus got up? The guards were fearful. Man. And that, the scripture says that lie has gone throughout the world to, the, to this day. But it only strengthened. Say, say that they came, say his, his disciples came and stole the body. But you have to look at this. The early belief that the disciples had stolen the body of Jesus is strengthened by discovery of the Nazareth inscription. And what that was is that anybody who stole a body from a tomb received capital punishment. So that's not something that, that I would just be doing just to be, if you stole the body, boom, you got to die. So the mere fact that the guards or the lie went out, that they stole his body, only strengthens it. Well, where is it? It's no longer there. Okay, write that down. Then you got to look at the transformation of the early disciples. The transformation of the early disciples. Then I'll close with the multiple post Resurrection eyewitnesses. That's where it's at right there. <laughs> That's what, boom. Whoop, as they say, there it go. There it go. There it go. Even James, the brother of Jesus, who later 
went on to be one of the great leaders or apostles, he was changed. His brother was changed from a skeptic to a believer because Jesus got up. His own brother. Are you here? James, along with his brothers, did not believe in Jesus. Doing his, they walked with him, just like most Christians. They didn't believe him doing his earthly ministry, just like something that they saved is nominal in name only. What does John 7, 5 say? <sighs> Boy. <laughs> okay. For even his brothers did not believe in him until he got up. And there's some sitting here now, you've been claiming Jesus since you've been saved and never knew that he got up. Or you knew it, but you didn't know where to exactly find it. I heard it, Pastor. I believe it's true. Where is it found? I don't know, but I know it's there. However, Jesus appeared to James. And that's in first, we, we, I'm going to show you this in 1 Corinthians 15. And James became a leader in the early church as a result of seeing his brother resurrected from the grave. And we'll close with this. You have, we're talking about the evidence. Lastly, there's the multiple post-resurrection eyewitnesses. So he was seen by many. Watch this. <laughs> Finally, there's the multiple eyewitness testimony pertaining to the resurrection of Jesus. Several people have seen Jesus alive for a period of 40 days after his resurrection. Of course, the eyewitnesses include Mary Magdalene. That's found in John. Write this down, 20, verses 10 through 18. Matter of fact, when they came, the angel of the Lord came and said, hey, he's not here. He's up. Go tell folk. What you, what, you, what you doing here? Get out of here. He's not here. He did. I can imagine he said, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Then when you look in history, the, how heavy those stones were. It was impossible to be pulled away or rolled away by one man. We serve an all-powerful God. <laughs> Are you here? Uh, then you got the woman at the tomb. You got the woman, the women at the tomb accompanying Mary. That's Matthew 28, 1 through 10. We could go there. Just put it up so they can see it. Then you have the Roman guards. He gone. Let's come up with the lie. Say his disciples took him away. See, I, see they would, would have almost had a case had Jesus stayed in hiding. But for 40 days, he appeared on multiple occasions. Notice how I said a lot of the believers walked with him didn't even believe. Even Thomas didn't believe, oh, doubter. Because when he first appeared to the disciples, Thomas wasn't there. Then about eight days later, they were in a meeting, and Jesus like, boom, just popped in the room. That's what the scripture says. Disappeared. Came through the walls. Got in his face. 
Because Tom, I ain't believe unless I see the, 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 the nail print in his hands and in the side. I don't believe in Jesus. Thomas. Which was evidence. See? There are the holes. Put your finger right here in my side. And he believed. But he said, blessed are those who have not seen and believe. So that's faith. But it's too much evidence for me not to believe. Are you here? Then you got to look at the two men on the road of Emmaus. That's found in Luke 24, 13 through 35. We see all these people. And intermediate number of disciples. That's found, uh, again, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Write these down. And over 500 disciples seen Jesus. And I assure you, assure you there are many others. Because in John, Jesus said, man, it, 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 if, if it was to be explained everything he'd done, he said, there would not be enough books to contain, which suggests that there are many others who've seen. Not enough books to hold See, we just got to, we we just think Jesus did what, it was so much done that John said it would not be enough books to hold out what he's done. Are you here? Let's end with this. 1 Corinthians 15, and we just read, I'm done, as he plays softly. Man, Jesus is alive, guys. Watch this. And I showed you in the scripture. That the moment you receive Jesus, Ionios, Zoe begins. Eternal, unending, unstoppable life. So, 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 when, you know, people, your loved ones precede you in Christ, don't be all nutted up. Be living. Eternal. In everything from the book, let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians and start at verse 1. Everything in the book of Genesis, from the book of Genesis, excuse me, to the book of Revelation, is trying to get us back to the beginning, to that place where man will forever be with God. That's why Revelation talks about. Hey, see, y'all, you ain't going to be up in heaven walking around all day. You can walk around the park. Walk around heaven all day. Let's try walking around the park first. When I get to heaven, I'm walking. Walk. <laughs> and watch this. People think they, they can be up in heaven. No, there, the, a new Jerusalem is coming down. And the scripture says how we will be with the God forevermore. Are you here? On the earth, a new earth, not this what we see now. Are you here? Moreover, brethren, let's look at this. I declare to you what? The gospel which I preach to you, which you also received, and in which you stand. Are y'all with me? Let me get it. This is so good. Will you say this eternal life? Those of you who believe is flowing through me right now. Unstoppable. See, the, the hero comics understand that. That's why they don't go anywhere. How old is Superman? Man, Superman, 
You know why I keep coming back? From a comic book standpoint, unstoppable. <laughs> this is good to me. That's why it's really hard for somebody who has really tasted the goodness of God. You can't be backed out. You ever seen them? No, but I ain't seen my heart either, but I believe it's in there. I've never seen the wind, but I can feel it when it blows. And I can feel Jesus on the inside of me. Are y'all here? Watch this. 1 Corinthians 15. Did we read verse 1? Let me get it. Beginning at verse 1. Moreover, believe I declared it. But <clears throat> Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which I also received, uh, in which you, re which you stand. Verse 2. By which also you are what? Saved. If you hold fast to that which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died, what? For our sins according to the scriptures. And when we're talking about died, he didn't like die. Because if Jesus died for a moment, everything else would have been gone. But that, fit, that flesh went to the grave. Notice he committed his body to the Lord, his spirit. And he said, I got to go in the heart of the earth for three days. Are you with me? He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He can be everywhere simultaneously. You hear? Verse 4, And that he was buried, and that he rose again, the third day according to the Scriptures, and that, see, here we go right here, and that he was what? Seen by Cephas, then by the 12. After that, he was seen by over what? 500 people at once. So, so, so everybody who tried to discredit, listen, the brother was seen. What, what, what's your answer for it? He was seen. Are you here? He was seen by 500 people at once, of whom the greater part remained to be present, but some have fallen asleep. Verse 7. After that, he was seen by who? James. The reason why they answered that, because first we see that what? James didn't even believe. So he puts here, James seen him and became one of the uh, leaders in the body. Are you here? So notice how he, the, the scripture just didn't happen to put that there. No, James seen him too, who didn't believe and died as one of the greatest apostles. Um, after that, he was seen by James and by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by who? Me also as one born out of due time. Now, what that means, Paul didn't actually walk with Jesus, but by way, way of revelation. He, see, you know, he had his road, he had his experience on the road to Damascus. He didn't actually walk with Christ. He knew him by revelation. That's what it means here. Okay? Verse 9, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. Man, I was having folk killed. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly that they all, then they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Therefore, whether I was 
whether it was or, or they, so we preach and so you believe. Therefore, rather, it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. Verse 12. <clears throat> now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If he got up, you got up. And you know, you know the moment you stood up? The moment you received him. Okay? And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that, we, that he was raised up Christ whom he did not raise up. In fact, the dead do not raise so no word, in other words, Christ didn't raise, nobody else is getting up. Watch this, verse 16. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then also who have them also have fallen asleep and Christ have perished. If this is if this life only were to excuse me. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are men of the most pitiable. So pitiable or pitiable, however you want to pronounce it. So in other words, man, if Christ didn't get up, we ought to be pitied. We're in trouble. Verse 20, but, but, now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by one man came death, by also came what? The standing up of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Listen. You can rest assured that Jesus did everything he said he could do. And he did it for you while we were yet sinners died for us. For God, if we go back to John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have Ionios Zoe that starts then. Listen, people of God, He did it for you. He paid it all for you. There was no other name given under heaven whereby man must can be saved, must be saved. Now let me say this. People have the right, because we are free moral agents, to believe, to believe in and serve, serve whomever they wish. That's their right. Now, it doesn't mean that they're right, but they have that right. But here we have seen evidence that the man, Jesus, is alive. What does Revelation 1.18 say? And I'm done. Revelation 1.18. There's everlasting life flowing through you. Unstoppable life. I am he. Who lives? I am he who lives. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive 
forevermore. Amen. So be it. And I have the keys. When did he get them? When he went to hell for three days and got our victory back. And because he stands and lives forever, when you receive him as Lord, you will stand and live forever. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.